0: That's blue Nile.com.
1: Hey everyone! Welcome to another episode of G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host Caroline Moss, and today's guest is an old friend of mine, Emma Gray. She is a senior reporter uh, at HuffPost. She is the author of A Girl's Guide to Joining the Resistance, and she is the co-host of Here to Make Friends, which is a podcast about the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, Bachelor Nation. Uh, Emma, hi! Welcome. This is such a treat! I'm so <laughs>
0: excited. I just feel that we've been trying to do this for a long time.
1: I know, so. and I'm so excited that we made this work because now we are in the throes of a new bachelor season. Matt James, right? Yes. So oh, yes. I'm. So you and, and Claire Fallon have been hosting here to make friends. I think. Are you an? You're an Acast podcast too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. So it's Matt James season. I thought we weren't even done with Tasha slash Claire slash Dale slash whoever season. And now all of a sudden, we're on a bachelor. Um, it's Matt James's turn. I joined because I was like, you know, what else do I have going on a bachelor league this year, but I haven't watched any of the episodes. So I am not surprisingly in last place in my league because I'm going off of no information. <laughs> um you should have called me I know maybe you can help so I have to right after we record this episode I have to um submit my pick so maybe you can help me kind of get to the top actually that's a really great idea we will do that on the show uh the only (laughs) thing I know about this season is that Ileana went to my high school and that's it that's all I got
0: oh yeah okay I think she's gone now she's
1: gone now I think she's a lot younger than me too um Obviously, it's really
0: sobering to be um, in your 30s and mm-hmm. still watching
1: this show and being like, oh, I've I've aged out. I've aged out. Uh, yeah, we not only did we age out, we aged out like six or seven years ago. Like, <laughs> there is there
0: is one 32 year old on this season. Great. That's great.
1: And Claire this was like, my
0: new thing. I just like I just root for the 30 somethings.
1: I think that's the way to go. I mean, you, you know, it's so annoying to hear. Twenty-three year olds be like, i was been looking for love for so long. I don't know. Anything.
0: You're like you're twenty-three. to being <laughs> single in New York for ten yeah, years. Yeah, seriously. Get back to me.
1: <laughs> right, like also like you're twenty-three. The whole point is that you're supposed to be not dating anyone. And I, I honestly like you know these are the same things that I felt when I was twenty-three and life can only live be lived forwards and hindsight's 2020 or whatever but when every time every time I hear like a person who's just out of college being like I've been searching forever and I can't find him I'm like forever like you (laughs) like they wouldn't even let you into the bar you know like a year and a half ago like you have time we all have time like you know I mean the whole show the show like old maids anyone over 28 but like it's crazy that all these all these women, but I guess that is the nature of, of the Bachelor, right? It's like all these people yeah. who are like, I want to get married and I want to have kids.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely attracts that. You know, it's literally a show about like hetero marriage for the most part, yeah. white marriage until very recently. Yeah, uh, when they've started diversifying the cast, so yeah, it's it's probably gonna, you know, attract a certain a certain type of person largely, but. I mean, man, like, hey, being single in your 30s is fine. Being single later is fine, and like, yeah, totally. That's why I, I personally loved Claire and Tasha's season. And Matt James is just like a real kind of return to Bachelor basics in some, mm. some sense. And I'm like, I'm like, can we go back to like the sweet dudes in their 30s bonding with each other and talking yeah. about
1: police brutality <laughs> and like
0: uh, I'm tired already and we're only a few weeks. I was going to ask
1: you, I know I, you know, I'm not super familiar. Like, like I'm a tangential, um, sort of bachelor fan where I feel like I just get all my information via osmosis. Like it's hard to, like, I can, you know, you can kind of see what's happening just by existing in the world and being on Twitter or whatever. But like, I know the big thing about Matt James is, like, it became very Christian. This se- Like, there was a prayer, and there's this, this... Do you feel like there's a reason... Like, do you feel like they're trying to balance out, like, well, we're introducing, like, a more diverse cast, but, like, don't worry, still very Christian. Like, do you feel like that there's some intention behind that? I kind of do, mm-hmm. and I've
0: definitely, like, some people have pushed back on this, but that's just, like, my opinion because we have had a lot of very Christian leads before. Again, this show often does attract people who are, um, you know, people of faith, specifically the Christian faith, specifically like evangelical Christianity. Right. Um, and even with, you know, leads like Sean Lowe, who was like the self-professed born again virgin, you know, finding a woman who, who shared his faith was extremely important.
1: Um, and he married Catherine. And, 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 what? He married Catherine.
0: Yes, he married Catherine. Okay. And and um, in his book, he talks about the fact that he actually, like, had off-camera time with her, in which before he proposed, he went to her and was, like, just to be clear, like, I know you're not super religious right now, but, like, are you down with this being a big part of mm-hmm. our lives if we were to be together? And she said yes. So, like, none of that was shown on the show. They never showed him praying. Uh, and so I was struck by the fact that Matt James, who is the first Black Bachelor, um, they sort of led with that. And, you know, I've been very clear on this. Like, it's there's no problem. I think it's great to be up front. If religion is a thing that is important to you and is a deal breaker and is a thing that, like, is a big part of your life, then talk about it. It makes sense. But, right. you know, this is a TV show with millions of viewers, and it feels a little bit like... Like, it's there was a part of me that was like, are you trying... To tell a certain segment of white viewers that like this black man is is safe, yes, right. I mean, look we we live in a racist country. Mm-hmm. We live in a country founded on white supremacy. so you know these are the kind of things that you're going to come up against right I think it's a question of like how you know for a political campaign, it's also like a different calculation than, you know, a cultural product mm-hmm. that is is so entrenched. Like, I don't think that The Bachelor is in, like, any danger of going off the air. Right. And so I think it it belies sort of, like, a desperation to keep all audience segments happy, even... Their racist
1: audience. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's so and it's so weird. And you have to and you know this better than anybody. But like this is a show that has been on the air for so long. Like these producers. Almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. Like nothing is by chance. Nothing is not calculated or produced like I think watching that, you have to wonder like, okay, well, you knew, you know, if you were like, yeah, let's do a prayer, there had to be a meeting about it. There had to be some reasoning behind it. And I just wonder what those conversations were, because I can only guess. So there was something about, exactly. yeah, the religion ob- obviously doesn't, doesn't bother me, but it is the, it's the like showcasing it against this right. the first black bachelor that makes me feel like it's a little, it's a little too coincidental not to be like produced that way
0: right and he also has given interviews where he said you know religion isn't a deal breaker for me. so then it's interesting for someone who you know dates in new york says that you know said on camera he doesn't usually lead with religion Mm -hmm. um so it seems like that was in some way calculated and i hope that he felt great about it and and clearly a lot of the women responded to it and that's great but Mm -hmm. again i think like people often get Feel like oh is or, or, is this an attack on like Matt or Matt's faith and and my question um, I think the criticism that we're kind of getting at is more a question for the show and the show's structure oh, and yeah, the show's no. production.
1: Nothing against Not Matt at all. So you live in Brooklyn. You live uh, in Brooklyn. You own your place. I know that, and that was something you did a couple years ago. Yeah, 2018. Um, if I had known
0: that. <laughs> I was going to be forced to be in this (laughs) tiny apartment um, 24 hours a day and that it was also going to be my gym and office, I might have made different decisions, but... You know, whatever. You
1: know what? It, it is what it is.
0: But yes, I I love my apartment. And you've been able to really tiny
1: make it your own. I I watch your decor journey on Instagram. I love it. Um, it's beautiful. I I love. It is so foreign to me to live in a place where you own it and thus can like make structural changes to a living area don't know what that's like that's very cool did you change anything crazy during corn like did you give yourself any um big house projects during the pandemic
0: oh yeah I just keep changing things tell us about it that requires like you know so much labor because I have my limitations Mm -hmm. but I learned how to wire a new light fixture into the wall in my bathroom which I had never done felt super accomplished um Actually, this past week, I got inspired and I repainted, like did some color blocking in my living room and got a shelving unit off of Etsy for the wall and like drilled and
1: wow. put it together. So you've been doing some home projects. Um, you mentioned that your apartment is now also your gym. What What's your workout de jour de pandemic? Um, well, ag- again, I need
0: just small space <laughs> workouts. <laughs> so, um, you know, I couldn't join, I couldn't get on the Peloton train. It just like would take up too much space, which was made me personally sad, but I've been really leaning into zoom bar classes with like nice. bar method and extend bar. Cause I can use like my kitchen counter as a bar. Yeah. Uh, and just stay on my mat pretty much the whole time. And then I also have gotten very into the class by Taryn Toomey. What's that? Okay. It is like one of those, it's, it's technically a quote cathartic movement class or like creative movement class. Mm -hmm. It's essentially one of those absurd, like Tribeca things that got cool, like years ago. Um, And, This woman, Taryn Toomey, founded it and you basically like do cardio and strength training and there's like a little burpee section, but also there's a lot of like jumping around in your living room and kind of like reconnecting with your inner child. It's nice. I love it. I really love it. It's a really good way to like get out the quarantine boredom zoomies Mm -hmm. and, um, if i'm alone in my apartment like they encourage you to make sounds so i'll just like yell uh i'm sure my neighbors are worried about me i'm sure they every, get it every I'm, once in a while i'm sure they
1: get it i'm but, sure they understand yeah that's cool it's super fun i want the confidence <laughs> to start a workout movement and just call it the class like that
0: oh i know like Imagine. Oh, okay
1: the class it's
0: like <laughs> uh it's like hbo calling girls girls yeah exactly
1: know? right exactly which
0: by Shoot the way shot.
1: i have been rewatching we can get to that okay so you've been doing I gotta tell you I can't speak for it myself because I don't own it but my friend Rachel um, Wilkerson Miller who you might know um, bought a folding bike and it can tuck into a very small place and it has an iPad attachment. So you can technically, oh, does it? yeah, like you could technically take a, a Peloton class. It wouldn't record your, um, you know, sure. it's, it's, but you could, I mean, if you were into cycling, it's very compact. She posted a picture of the other day and I'll get you a link, but like, it's one of those, like, you know, it's probably between 250 and $400 and um, it's probably a huge pain in the ass to set up, but, it can like go under a couch and then you can just like roll it out.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Cause I've, I have done a couple, um, outdoor soul cycle classes, Mm -hmm. but like now it's 25 degrees here. So
1: yes. Correct. It's just not, working. not really. Yeah. There's no amount of warming up that would be able to save <laughs> yeah. you in that situation. Um, OK, I need to look up the class. That sounds very L.A. Uh, everything in L.A. is very much like that. Um, though oh, I yeah. I mean, experience. I know it's like surprising that it started in New York, but there's
0: definitely an L.A. contingent. And the best thing about the class in pandemic is that it's like a Roku app and they stream live classes basically every hour.
1: Oh, cool. I have a Roku. I need
0: I need an urgency. I need someone to be like, this is happening right now.
1: Yeah. The, so I got the SoulCycle bike because I love SoulCycle. And I didn't get yeah. a Peloton because I was like, I don't know that I'm going to love it. You know, even though it's the one that everyone has, I got the bike, the same bike that that not everyone has because I was like, at least I know I love this workout. And I got it probably four or five months ago. I really like it. I use it all the time. But what I am missing is the okay, lights off, shut the door if you leave, it's so embarrassing for you. One time I did leave a soul cycle class in New York and Madison Malone Kircher can attest to this, but I think she was there. I blew my back out doing some psychotic, you know, push up on the bike. And I like just left. And I, and it was one of those things where it's like a nerve just, you know, hits. And then you're like, I got to So I could barely walk, but they make you feel like if you leave, they make you fill out all these forms that are like, you will not sue us. Like you, if this, you know, if you get like a, right if you and i was like i will sign anything like please let me leave <laughs> like i want to go home you're like
0: the shame is worse than the injury <laughs> yeah, exactly. i just want to like you know crawl in a hole <laughs> right. i'm in yeah. so much pain stop giving me forms um oh i had to do that that happened to me um one time i don't know if you've ever been to y7 but it's like in the yes, dark like hip hop yoga hip hop yoga, mm-hmm. yoga. Mm-hmm. yeah one time um a girl literally kicked me with the back of her heel directly in the eye and I was like fully like got a black eye from it and was seeing stars and they were like can you fill out this form that says you won't sue us and I was like I'm I now know what it's like to be punched in the face can you let
1: me leave yeah the bedside manner of the boutique fitness industry needs an overhaul. Um, yeah, I've never been in that much pain in my life. You literally got kicked in the face. And they're ne- it's never like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like, can we get you an ice pack? Do you want like a bottle of water? It's like, please do not sue us. This form is binding. For you not to do that. We, also, we won't let you go shower until this is signed. So we'll hold you here hostage until you sign this form. But I really miss someone in the room being like, class is starting and you're here for 45 minutes, so let's go. Because I will say, the first to admit it, there are some days I get on the Cycle and halfway through the class, I'm like... Mm by like I just pop off and call it a day. I oh, just yeah. don't want to be in finish. the middle of a
0: bar class and
1: be like, I guess I can pause to get a cup of coffee right. I check my Instagram Watch like some TV totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I miss group workouts so much. So Emma, uh, I am so excited to to hear what you you brought. I know that we are now almost a year into this and everyone's shopping habits and um Everything, every routine is different. I found myself not shopping a ton in the first six or seven weeks. And then it it became about buying all these things to make my life more comfortable and happier. Um, So I'm very interested in hearing what you brought to the show. So lay it on me.
0: Okay. Yeah. I felt a lot of pressure about this item. (laughs) I was like, don't want to be too basic. I want something that's useful at a good price point. I was like, so I actually went back through and like searched what I had bought in the last few months. Nice. And I went with my Power Licks Pro Milk Frother.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, this is something that I had been, so I have uh, a stupidly overpriced, but adorable Smeg coffee maker that my smeg. mother- yeah, my mother bought it for me as a housewarming gift. So nice, it's the nicest gift ever. I know, so sweet. Um, and I had been eyeing the matching Smeg milk frother for like more than a year, mm-hmm. but it's stupid. It's like two hundred
1: dollars. No, yes, you're kidding me. <laughs> I was what? like, this is.
0: So dumb. I mean, all of the Smeg products are really overpriced, but I think like a milk frother, especially like
1: what is it like a vibrator? Like what? Like what else? Does yeah, it I don't do? know. I mean,
0: right? It, it should get you off at that <laughs> that price point. Um, I think a good vibrator is is cheaper than than two hundred dollars. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. And I finally was like, but I really wanna make my coffee that I make at home feel just fancier and more fun. So I did some research and this little handheld guy um, has amazing reviews, is on all these lists for like best milk frothers. And it was like 20 bucks. I, I, you know, that feels like a few dollars extra. Yeah, I paid a few dollars extra to get the like little stainless steel, like milk pourer. But it's not 200 bucks. Yeah, it's not $200. It's very compact. Wow. Which is great for my apartment. Is it and battery
1: operated? Do you charge it? Like yeah, what?
0: Battery operated. Okay. Um, so that was like the biggest challenge of it I'm is Googling I it right was like, oh, I have to have batteries. Right. Yeah. And you can get it on Amazon. You can buy it through the PowerLix website. And the key for me is that it froths um, non-dairy milk really well because I uh... use like oat and cashew milk.
1: Smart, Um, yeah. Look at that. Okay, so I'm looking at it right now. It's under twenty dollars. It has forty three thousand reviews with an average of four and a half stars out of five. It's on sale right now for seventeen dollars. It comes in all these cute colors. You got it in black, chic. Yeah, I got it in black. I was like, it look. I I
0: felt like some of the other colors sort of made it look a little cheaper, you know, mm. with like mm-hmm. some products that happens when you get like a color that feels like too bright, but it's not. Yes. It no longer looks sleek. So I felt like this was I, I went with the matte black. I and love I that.
1: I'm looking at the yeah. Smeg milk, milk milk frother right now. Um, Smeg is so cute. I mean, it's very 50s. It's very 60s, kind of like all the colors are like powder blue. Like, I love it. It's, but what does it do that makes it so expensive. I mean I guess
0: you know the the fancy milk frothers like steam and have all of these settings but like whatever just put a little bit of milk in the microwave yeah and, and then save yourself it. 150 dollars. yeah so
1: how do you fine. use so I'm not a big coffee drinker so how do you use a milk froth like where does it fall in your coffee routine walk us through yeah
0: so what I do is I just again I have my smeg coffee maker. So I just make like a big pot of drip coffee mm-hmm. every morning. Um it's I I I like in pandemic times to have like a little bit of a routine. And so, yes. you know, given that I rarely change my clothes these days, <laughs> um, just having like a little wake-up routine is good. Yeah. So I make my coffee. And then while my coffee's brewing, um, I actually put a little bit of cold cashew milk on the bottom of my mug mm-hmm. and I froth it for like, you know, 20 seconds. And then I pour the hot coffee on top of the frothed milk mm-hmm. and the froth milk sort of comes to the top. And I found that it mixed nicely that way because when I did it, like pouring the foam on top, mm-hmm. it actually, I, I would kind of like get a gulp of like, just mostly milk yeah. off, and that's not what I wanted. No. <laughs> So, you know, and I'll do it. Yeah. Either with either cold or hot milk again, I'm, I'm lazy. So usually I just like pour a little bit of cold, sounds nice. non-dairy milk, froth it. And then I like feel super fancy.
1: Now tell me a little bit about why, I mean, if you, I don't know if you know, like the science of milk, but is it kind of a known thing that like a non-dairy, I know that like a lot of oat milks don't mix very well. And a lot of, um, almond milks don't don't mix very well. But like, is it a known thing that, that some frothers can't even handle? Like they can't even, don't well, work? Well, from
0: what I read, mm-hmm. like,
1: yeah, a lot of
0: people were like, this one doesn't really froth non-dairy milk. And I'm sure it also depends what kind you have. Like some of the oat milks I've tried are like more watery. And so I do wonder, I haven't like done a full scientific test of different milks, but that would actually be A fun experiment to do. I'm like, I have nothing to do. I should buy a bunch of milks uh, for my apartment just for (laughs) me and my boyfriend. I think that's a great
1: idea. Yeah. I mean, look, Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to tell you no. I'm going to tell you should do it. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll do that and report back. That's so Um,
1: interesting. Yeah, but it's it's definitely like a bit of a known thing, and this one very effective. Interesting. I love that. So. are you alert? Did you say you're lactose intolerant or you just like an oat milk?
0: No, I'm not. I just prefer, um, I prefer a non-dairy milk for taste and also just like you know, as I've gotten into my thirties, that that Ashkenazi Jewish stomach of mine yes. has become less um,
1: welcoming to dairy products. I literally became so. lactose intolerant at like twenty seven. <laughs> like all of a sudden, I could not was handle this. A just like an
0: Eastern European Jewish thing, like yes, I think it is, it is, where it's just like all of a sudden, I was like, I love ice cream. It's my favorite food. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't like not do dairy, but I'll cut it where I can.
1: Yeah. I use, if I can get a a good, a good milk sub for, a the, the, the dairy I can't handle is like a pure milk or a pure ice cream. I can, I can eat cheese. That doesn't bother me. Like milk as an ingredient and something doesn't bother me, but like. Yeah. Milk in my coffee. But like lactaid needs like a new marketing. Like that doesn't it doesn't sound appealing to me. But I understand that it's just milk without the lactose. And that would help me greatly. Um, But I will not do it because I think it just sounds weird. Yeah. Yeah. And that's maybe my own bridge that I need to cross. But I but I but like for some reason, I'm like, no, I'd rather be totally uncomfortable and drink regular milk. Thank you. (laughs) I'd rather like I don't know like fart my brains out and be like I guess this is just my life now I don't like you know what I mean like I'm like oh well. yeah so weird there's
0: nothing yeah, there's- you can do about it this is just one of those problems that cannot be solved there
1: are no options everyone's like you know they make a specific milk for you I'm like well, yeah. <laughs> don't think so I sound suspicious yeah. um, well, luckily I, I love
0: I just happen to love the taste of nice. all of the non-dairy milks I have been using a cashew milk which feels like very creamy Cashew is sort of like the base that a lot of, like, yeah. I think Van Leeuwen, most of their
1: yeah.
0: uh, vegan ice creams are cashew based. So it feels nice and rich and it's
1: a little bit sweet. Have you I started love. making your own cashew milk? Are you at that point of this? No, pandemic? I haven't gotten to that <laughs> level of desperation okay. or and, and or trad
0: wife um, okay. in this <laughs> pandemic. But, you know, I, there's still a few months left in was, New York winter. I was so gonna I, say, I could, yeah, maybe I'll. I, time you to know. start
1: to make your own cheese. Truly. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna start following all of the like very religious borderline QAnon trad wife influencers and maybe I'll start like canning
1: things. And, I'm very close you know. to that. Uh I've been <laughs> following a lot of Mormon mommy bloggers on Instagram and I'm so like just it's amazing. The Mormon mommy bloggers are so perplexing to me. I cannot look away. Um oh my god, I need some new like stalkerish follows so do you again follow? send me that list i mean you like, know the number one is rachel Parcel. do you follow rachel parcell and her whole entire family
0: no but i've like she'll show up on my explorer i i like to just sort of keep a mental running list of people to check in on rather than like crowd my yeah my follows you know i just want i want my stalking to be like an intentional choice
1: i feel like you um, should make a separate <laughs> instagram just for more my god wouldn't Wait, that be a good idea? Argument-
0: of Insta ever yeah
1: actually now that I said that out loud I'm like why don't I do that like you should just have a place you go to just look at them and then they don't have to infiltrate your feed because like every two yeah, seconds like- one of them's like oh my god you guys I found these like super cute leggings and I'm wearing a size extra 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 small but they're really loose on me and- and and then i just feel Um, bad the rest of the day
0: these are probably sold via some sort of like mlm yeah right i'm like what am i buying if i buy these leggings
1: but it would be nice just to get a little bit of a high you know go over to your other instagram account get get your little hit
0: this is brilliant everyone Um, should do this i'm gonna do that because i really like I think I just need that. I need to go down, fully commit myself to going down the rabbit hole of um, ultra religious. Yeah, but keep it separate, uh, mommy bloggers. Yeah, and keep it separate. Yeah, I don't need like their products, um, and like I don't need so much Jesus in my explore page. Just like uh, same again,
1: nothing against no, him. No, same, he, but you know it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, It's cool. If you're into him, I, yeah. Yeah. Separation of literal church and state for me. Um, did you hear about the, the woman turtle Creek lane and her vibrator? And did you? what? Okay. No. So a couple of weeks ago, this (laughs) Mormon, no, she, I don't think she's Mormon mommy blogger. She's, she's in Texas. I just assume they're all Mormon, but I don't, I don't think she is. So that's mean of me. That's not correct of me. Uh, this Texas blogger, uh, Instagrammer. I call them all bloggers, um, just like a as a habit, you know, 2010 life. But the, she's an Instagrammer. She's like 700,000 followers. She's very like... I am I, I tell my friends that it's, it's like ASMR to me, but she starts every day her Instagram stories by going, good morning, everyone. T- take five seconds and submit something you're grateful for because happiness begins with gratitude. And she says it in that voice. And I like tr- truly <laughs> like... Uh, glaze over like I could listen to her say that on repeat every day and it's a good thing because she does it every single day but she is you know very blonde her teeth are blindingly white you know her kids are named the McTaley and McCarty and the, all and that and a couple of Weeks ago, I had never heard of her before. A couple weeks ago, she did her good morning, everyone. 10 seconds. But in the back of her video was her vibrator on her bedside table, and people like screen grabbed it and we're like oh my god like this is very she's very church it's it's very religious it's very you know Jesus Jesus is the reason for the season oh, kind that of that makes me like her more exactly exactly <laughs> and she could have and we talked about it a little bit on the instagram she could have handled it so many different ways and she just laughed and it was so funny she like record, she was like oh my god my texts are blowing up my husband's texts are blowing up like my assistants texts are blowing up. and then at the end she just laughed it off and she was like you know what are you gonna do and at the end she did a swipe up to her vibrator with an affiliate link Wait, and I was like respect that is really
0: brilliant spawn con I'm here for that hustle I also, love her like, you know what yes women's <laughs> yeah. sexual pleasure get off yeah
1: I love that nothing I- nothing sinful nothing shameful no. about that like Get yours. I'm happy everyone. for her. Like in a lot yes. I, I'm really happy for her. But I loved how she handled it. So it was like an immediate follow for me. But you if you if you pun intended, come for that reason and you stay, you will not be uh let down because this woman has a massive house in every single room she decorates with whatever holiday is coming up. So it is her house right now is like a Valentine's Day aisle and CBS oh, expl- oh, it's I need this. crazy like it's crazy have, she- you, have you watched the um
0: the Utah uh Netflix home makeover show no I did not know it existed it's like the studio McGee um dream home makeover oh it's my this god couple in Utah who are like super like cute and charming and like she's really blonde and I think they're Mormon. They don't talk about it on the show, but I'm pretty
1: sure they are. I assume everyone who lives in a big house and is white is Mormon. So, yeah, they're
0: all it's very white. Everything in the houses is very neutral, Mm -hmm. both both culturally and literal without pigment. Um, I
1: love this quote. Whether our clients have two million dollars or twenty thousand, I want them all to feel that sense of peace when they walk in the door. Okay, I have twenty dollars. does does this apply to me me? (laughs) oh like if you only have (laughs) 20,000 look I did just
0: learn that they actually have a collection with target called threshold and I got some I just ordered some very cute like
1: wait that's um, them yes oh I know all about threshold oh my god fun! they're adorable they're actually really they're cute oh these are really cute
0: yeah their stuff is and threshold is great on uh yeah, I just bought some containers, some storage containers. Whoa,
1: I'm so into this. So, so the the shameful thing about me is that I, I think I would, I, I wish I was, you know what I mean? Like I look at all these women and I'm like, I want, I want what, I want what she's having. I'll have what she's having. But um, wow, this is great. Okay. I'll watch that. Is it, is it kind of what I fear about shows like this is like, is every, is every house like. And we painted your walls white, and here's a gray couch. And we painted your walls white, and here's a gray couch and a gold accent I mean, coffee table.
0: Uh, to an extent, but it's like some of them are super crazy aspirational, and she does love like a lot of a lot of white and like, but like <laughs> insane kitchen makeovers that are so fun, like, like Nancy Myers, like yeah, Nancy Myers movie. Okay. Um, and and then some smaller projects too. And in, in season two, because there's been two seasons of this show, you know, like they just filmed it all and then chopped it up. Yeah. Um, they actually had a queer couple, which,
1: you Huge. know, if you've,
0: if you've ever watched Fixer Upper, which I think is like the closest kind of parallel to this. Like, it's just you know, all of these home makeover shows. You're like, why is everyone's white? Everyone's straight. Everyone's married. Um, everyone's so I was married.
1: Like, oh, and yeah. everyone's like, my husband wants like a a man cave yeah oh god can we ban the term and concept of man cave and she sheds please oh
0: she shed is like even that also just it doesn't roll off the tongue it
1: doesn't the she shed i don't i want to ban the concept of it entirely but i also want all women to have their own (laughs) yeah exactly right i want (laughs) i want my own she shed but i also (laughs) want it to have a better name and i also don't want anyone to know i just want I just want my you house to be I, for me.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think this all comes from the fact that we, like, tell romantic couples that they must, like, just um, merge into each other yeah. and that they're not allowed to have any sort of personal space. So you're like, if you have any space that is specifically tailored to you as an individual – we must call it by a gender normative name and we must like justify its use because what a crazy thing that you might want some space of your own, or what a crazy thing that you might not have exactly the same taste as this Person that you just happen to be like romantically compatible with,
1: and also don't forget that your spouse can't be on board with this. Your spouse like has to roll their eyes at the uh, the notion of you getting your own space. Men and women, like, yeah, I would like, yeah, get have your own space. Maybe you just want some
0: like fucking alone time.
1: You know, am I allowed to? Sorry, am I allowed to curse? Yes, you are. Yes, we're. I. I mean. I have not gotten any pushback about that so far. I don't think anyone thinks we're like a family show, but yeah, sometimes right. you want a fucking alone time. Um, I, I think also that uh, there was an article. I mean, a lot of this has to do with wealth and like, can you afford a bigger space? Can you afford to have your own space? Yep. I get that. There was an article in the New York times a really long time ago. I've tried to find it and since have not been able to, this was like when I was in middle school or high school and it was about a couple, it might've been like a modern love. Um, but it was about a couple that like had been married and had kids and, but kept their own apartments and they, and they just like, it was like they were married, but they had their own place where if like, like Carrie and big, but like more realistic, I guess like. See, I find that to be aspirational. Oh, it's like, no same. That's what I want. Like I read that yeah. and I was like, okay, how do I do that? Cause like that yeah. would be healthy to me.
0: I, Oh, I agree. I actually, there was like a whole book that, My friend Malika Rao, I think, reviewed for, I think, The Atlantic, like, a year or two ago. But it was about this idea of, like, um, sort of the the history of how we, as a culture, decided that couples needed to share sleeping space and that that was, like, a sign of intimacy and the whole idea that, like, if you want any separation of space, then that must be, like, an indication that – uh, yeah, of a failing relationship or, mm-hmm. or a, less of a romantic connection. It's like some people just have different like sleep patterns mm-hmm. or, or need more alone time to recharge or really enjoy decorating a space for themselves. Like there's lots of valid reasons that you might want space. And also like space can actually breed desire. Totally. And- I, I don't know. I think basically I think we've like done ourselves a disservice as a culture by not I agree. allowing allowing the space for those different configurations. It can
1: literally be anything you want, as long as both you and right. your partner agree that it's good for both of you and everyone exactly. feels fulfilled. Like it literally doesn't matter. I know plenty of people who um, who like, you know, will use the bed for like reading together or sex or watching TV and then one person like will go sleep on the couch or one person goes and sleeps in the guest room just because like someone likes to listen to music to go to bed and someone needs full quiet and someone wakes up at four in the morning and someone likes to sleep a little. And like if you're if you do all of your stuff and then you're unconscious. Like, it doesn't matter where, like, I don't feel closer to Dan being knocked out next to him. like, being, like physically asleep. I, I literally yeah. only always there if, if one of us, like, punches the other one, like, in our sleep. So it would make sense to me that if you could, if you agree as a, as a right. couple. Right, agree,
0: and obviously if you have the resources and you have, like, the physical right. space available. I don't think like, there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, like, why isn't that a more of a consideration? I mean, honestly, this would, that would also be, like, my my boyfriend's dream scenario because he's just like an intense introvert who has very specific um, totally demands with like the bed sheets and and sleeping. Whereas like, yeah, I don't.
1: So you know, I think sounds like he and Dan yeah. could share a bed happily. There's yeah, lot, exactly. a lot of, a lot of preferences.
0: We, right? we can go share a bed <laughs> right. in our in our communal she shed. It'll be perfect. Um, I'll go
1: sleep in my yeah. she shed. You yeah. can, you can hang out on my Soul Cycle bike. It, it yeah, it'll be perfect. It, like yeah, I totally agree in that. It's so funny to me. Not funny. It's it makes me sad that there are so many like weird things from culture and from like you know, shows and movies and stuff that that even as like full grown adults, you start to think like, oh, like what's normal or like, is this oh, yeah. it, is what I'm doing not normal? And I also think that the last year has been super like it's been really testing a lot of people, um especially couples, because this is not I no one signs up for this much together. we are not supposed to be around any
0: <laughs> yeah. set of people or one human all the time. You're also not meant to be isolated from people yeah. all of the time. And yeah. so the fact that both of those things depending on what your, you know, living configuration is, um are amplified, it's
1: just like really shitty for everyone. It's hard. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with like, oh, you don't it's not that you don't not love this person. You need to just go have a different like some other experiences.
0: Right. And also like I mean, I think you're similar to me in that you're, like, a social person. You have a lot of friends um, outside of your partner. I think you also, like, didn't you spend, like, a good amount of years, um, you know, single? Yep. And, like, built a complete life for yourself? Like, I think... It is not a weird thing to be like. I get different things from different people, and, and my di- romantic yeah. partner does not fulfill every, you know, single social need I have. Like I'm an extrovert. Right. I really value having like a variety of people around me and in my life, and I get energy from that. Um, and I also like really love my partner.
1: Yeah, and, and it can both be both. Can be true. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it and then. It- Part of what I like about my marriage is that – and part of what I think brought us together in the first place was that we both really are independent people and we like doing different things. Like We have lots in common. There's tons of stuff we don't have in common. And it's really weird to be like – Oh my God, we can't, it's, it, I either can do things with Dan or I do things by myself. Like I can't, right. like, it, you know, before this, it was like, Oh, you have a buddy who you do this with, or you have a friend who you go to this basketball game with, and then I don't have to go with you. And then we, you know, and then you come back together and you're like, tell me about what you did today. Tell me about exactly. this thing. And, but now it's like, Oh yeah. What'd you do today? Oh no. I just stared at you the entire time. Like we just looked and at also, each other
0: like, in a pandemic, especially given, you know, we're in the midst of a pandemic with an airborne illness, like every Thing that you do also does directly impact, right? you know, your partner if you share a space with them. It's so crazy. that also like adds such an extra level of stress of like, you know, if my social needs are are different, my, the risks, you know, the light risks that I am willing to take might be different. Right. And like, that's just another level of conversation. Like I never used to be like, I really need to disclose to my boyfriend that I would like to go have outdoor dinner with someone, you know, like that is not like needed to be negotiated before. Right. Um, And now now it does. So So
1: if you're at the end of the day, if you're like, I want to just sleep on the couch to get a minute, it has nothing, your marriage, your relationship is not failing. Uh, Like that's, I I just want to let everyone know that how normal that is. Um, I, Sometimes it's just a change of scenery. I slept on the couch the other night and I was like, whoa. Like I woke up and I was like, where am I? I'm crazy. Caroline,
0: I fully just like randomly will sleep on the couch just because I'm like, ah, something I else. Can. Somewhere it's, else. It's a different thing to
1: do. Right. Like <laughs> the standards yeah, actually, for activity are low.
0: There was actually a week um that my my boyfriend was staying with me that that whole week and I slept on the couch like a couple nights in a row, just like accidentally, like we were watching TV. I actually think it was election week. So we're like up really late Mm -hmm. watching the news, waiting for stuff to come in. And after a couple days in a row, it happened. He was like, should I be,
1: like, should I be concerned? And I
0: was like, oh my God, no. It's just like I genuinely (laughs) like took an edit. And, and fell asleep on the couch <laughs> yeah. like
1: just sorry. like something new yeah no problem yeah. I know I know it's it's real it's very very true I mean also if if only just to have that conversation in the morning over coffee just to talk about how the cou- couch felt to sleep on just something new to talk about just like I'll tell you. Exactly. I experienced something you didn't let me tell you about how the couch is um right. yeah it's it's super normal it's a weird time and everyone's just in survival mode so like um I don't know if you're, if you are looking for that kind of reassurance, take it from us because I know that there have been times in the last year where I've been looking for that reassurance too. And it's nice to hear people say like, oh yeah, no, like sometimes, I mean, even there <laughs> sometimes we eat, we eat totally separately or like at different times. And like one of us is watching something that the other one doesn't want to watch. And you just kind of have to be like, this is, this kind of solitary activity only feels weird because in a normal world where this would be the night where I'm going out to dinner with my friends, or this would be the night that you're going over to watch a game at someone's house. Like it now has to be replaced with like getting our kind of like me time in. And it only feels weird because like he's doing it like six feet away from me. Right. Um, but it's normal. And I, I look forward to having different experiences that I can talk to you know, there's not much to talk about right now. Like we're really running in circles over here. Um, Emma, I'm, I'm from milk frothers to relationships. Um, Before, before we tap out on this episode, I need you to help me with my bachelor fantasy league. Of course. I'm at your, I'm currently ranking 10th out of 10. And that is because I think I'm not watching, I'm definitely not watching the show right now. And I'm just guessing. So I need you to help me at least, I'm only one point behind the person who is number nine. Okay, and I think we can do this. Okay. What,
0: okay. I forgive me. I've never been in a bachelor league. Yes. Like what do we, we need to be guessing?
1: So basically we are picking right now. I'm in the league right now. Um. Okay. I'm 10th. Let's see my picks. Today is Monday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there an episode tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. There is. Okay, cool. So, so, okay. So I have to make my picks for Rose ceremony four. So basically this is what is called a rose to rose league. And I choose out of all of the women who gets a rose in each rose ceremony. So right now there are, let's see, one, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18 women. And 12 of them are going to get a rose tonight, I believe. Does that sound right? Okay. Um, yeah, that does sound right. I mean, I don't see. I don't even know. I joined a league and then didn't even watch the show. So here's who's left. Um, a lot of women whose names I'm still. Okay, learning. you're learning. So Abigail, Anna, Brie, Chelsea, Jacenia, Kaylee, Katie, Kyla, Kit, Lauren, MJ, Maggie, Mari, Piper, Rachel, Serena C, Serena P, and Victoria. Now, here's what I know from osmosis. Victoria is the villain this season. Yes. So I'm going to pick her because they're not going to get rid of good TV.
0: Yeah, I think she's got another at least week left in her. Okay. Based on who I like. D- Can I give you some names of who I definitely think, like, are not going home? Yes. Okay. Bree. You think Brie should get, will get a rose tonight? Definitely getting a rose. Okay. Uh, okay. I think um, I'm trying to, okay. I need to like a, a list of all of the. Uh, their jobs. I know. I don't know anything. Women. I
1: think, um, I know. I think
0: Ser- Serena P also definitely yeah. not going home. Okay. Um, Rachel.
1: Rachel's definitely staying. Definitely
0: not. Okay. Yeah. Rachel's definitely staying. I feel like. Mari has another week or two okay. in her. Picking her, so I don't think
1: I'm like trying to
0: no, that's, figure out.
1: So, what about Abigail? Do we like Abigail?
0: Oh, she's yeah, okay. definitely she's, she's gonna stay. Longer.
1: What about? I'm I'm going through like who I'm drawn to to clicking. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Go through. What say about names.
1: Katie? Katie. That's see like, that hey. makes me feel like she's not gonna get very far. Let me look her up on the. Let me look her up, Katie. Matt James. Katie from The Bachelor. Job, Instagram, and everything you need to know.
0: Oh, oh Katie. No, she's. No, oh, no, no. she Katie's went viral great. on TikTok right.
1: for pooping herself. Right,
0: I know who Katie is. Oh, my God. It's so hard for me without <laughs> when I'm not
1: in bachelor mode. Yeah, I love. Actually, I love Katie. She's one of my favorite. <laughs> that that's the first thing that came up. Okay, I'm picking her base. Oh, my God. He better marry her. That's. Oh, no, she's uh, awesome. Team she's Katie. the vibrator,
0: like sex positive girl. Amazing. We, we need more it's of that. like. Yeah, definitely liberal. So I'm into her. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. She's okay. got another couple weeks. She's not going to be final four, but.
1: What about Kit? Kit is someone famous. It's got in- another week. Okay.
0: Kit, I think, has another week. And who? She's- and Kit is Cynthia married. Cynthia Raleigh's daughter. That's right. That's
1: right. Yeah. Okay. Cynthia Raleigh's Okay. Kit has another week. Okay. That leaves us with, um, how many more do we have to pick? So we have four more spots left. And here's who's left. So.
0: Oh, is ahead. this league accounting for the fact that new women are coming in tonight?
1: It, I don't believe it is. So it's okay. basically, it's basically like get, it's try to get as many roses. It, it basically is just it, is just like you get a point for every rose you get correct. Okay, so okay. it, it doesn't see. matter that. Uh, more people are coming more people are coming because like there's only so i guess i'm making this i think i'm making this up but i think this is how it goes so if there's 12 roses and we all pick which 12 women we think are going to get a rose like everyone has the same because no one knows about the other women and because we don't have a chance to pick them everyone has the same odds so it's like true we have t- we have 12 chances to get eight oh correct so okay okay yeah, yeah yeah and I'm just trying to get two points ahead of the person in front of me without having to watch the show. So we have okay, I think get it. <laughs> we have Anna left. We have Chelsea left. We have Jasenia and Kaylee. We have Kayla or Kayla. Sorry, Kayla. K-H- I think
0: Kayla. K H A Y L A. Yeah, she's she's gonna get a rose. I think. Okay,
1: Kayla. So three spots left. There's MJ. Looks like a little bit of a free spirit.
0: Yeah, there's MJ.
1: Do we think she's gonna stay? I don't know. Okay, Maggie. She's going to go
0: home in the next – Maggie, I'm obsessed with, but she's gotten like basically no screen time. She's Mm. the 32-year-old who's like – an Ethiopian immigrant and a model oh, slash wow. pharmacist. I'm and, picking and like, her just
1: because I, I want that to be. I know.
0: I My wish fulfillment is that she gets, gets like it. some screen time and gets another week. What so about we'll but, Serena? Oh, I think
1: Lauren. I think Lauren's going to stay. Lauren's going to stay. Okay. That leaves one spot open. Okay. Anna, Chelsea, Jasenia, uh, Kaylee, uh, MJ, Piper, and Serena C. Out of those, who do you think is going to stay? I really, MJ. you think MJ? Yeah. Okay. So we have, we have picked this could uh, be totally wrong. No, it's but... fine. Cause I, it, it, I've, I have no preconceived anything going into this. All I want to do is just not come in last. Um, and I feel like th- it's probably a cheat to ask the person who hosts the bachelor podcast, uh, to help me, but it's fine. No rules. So we have Victoria, Bree, Rachel, Serena P, Mari, Abigail, Katie, Kit, um, Kayla, Maggie, Lauren, and MJ. That is Rose Ceremony for anybody you want to swap out anything before I save no, my picks. No, you know, I, I feel pretty good about it. All right. I am saving my picks. I'm locked in for tonight's episode. I am will know by the time this episode airs your your episode and my episode of Do You Thanks airs how I'm faring. Okay, you guys, I'm going to link to the Milk Frother. I'm going to link to all the stuff that we talked about. Um, the Turtle Creek Lane Instagram lady um, who showed her vibrator, which I'm excited about. And also you guys can watch her Instagram story where she goes, Hey everyone, good morning. Take five seconds. Submit something you're grateful for because happiness begins with gratitude. It is my favorite thing on earth. When you hear it, you will know how good my impression of her is. Most importantly, when Emma's episode airs. As you are hearing this, go to the the Instagram. I am going to put out a question box in stories. And I want you to submit your favorite Instagram follow that you can only take in small doses because I want all of us to create Finsta accounts where we just follow the Mormon mommy bloggers and like the crazy kind of like uh, MLM fitness girls. And I want there to be a list of people I can start my account with. Um, so I want everyone to throw a name in the ring. I'm going to tell Emma so she can start her account. Uh, and then we'll all be able to do it all together and, and be able to sort of, I don't know, like when you press the button to get the morphine drip at the hospital, it'll be like that. It'll yeah, be- <laughs> We won't OD. Maybe,
0: maybe if I have this Instagram Account for my, you know, dopamine hit. I won't um, obsessively online shop as much.
1: Who can say? You can say. I. I. I honestly, if that's a goal that you have, I. I back that. For me, I think I'm too far gone. I don't think any fake Instagram or or private Instagram or secret Instagram is going to save me now. But more more likely, I'll I'll just keep online shopping and also fritter
0: away hours following mommy bloggers. Don't worry, guys. These leggings
1: are super super cute. They're like so fun and they have such a cute detail and these are extra 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 small they're like super loose like they're really big on me um okay that was a really fun episode if you are not listening to here to uh to here to make friends the podcast um emma and claire are so wonderful you do not have to be a fan of the bachelor to to uh to listen it's just like a fun kind of like part of the culture uh i love listening even though i can't Um, watch the show for more than 15 minutes, but also I follow Emma on Twitter and I get some of the live tweets and I literally, that's how I know what's going on on the show without having to turn it on. Emma, thank you so, so much for coming to G Things. Just bought it. Oh my gosh. This was such a treat. Thank you so much for
0: having me on. So fun. Super cute.
1: Okay, you guys, uh, everyone, we will see you next week for another episode and we'll see you on Instagram for your favorite mommy account.